Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Cat Napsuck, along with my co-host for this adventure. Another edition of Force Center with me is Joseph Scrimshaw for the special edition. Good morning, Joseph. 
Good morning, Ken. How are you? Uh, I love that through uh, technology that we can record this in our pajamas. Uh, <laughs> in separate houses, people. Separate houses. I have blue silky pants. <laughs> and I still have NyQuil coursing through my veins. <laughs> so we have It gathered... is your destiny. <laughs> it is. I will fulfill what you have started, NyQuil. Um, so we are uh, here for a special edition of Force Center, Joseph, because yesterday, Team J.J. Abrams trolled us a bit, <laughs> as our friend Chris Taylor said in his excellent article on Mashable. Uh, we've been trolled a little bit by J.J. in a international trailer for The Force Awakens. Mind you, the same movie that J.J. said, you will not see anything else of this until the movie comes out. Yeah, um, he said there won't be another trailer, right? Right. So this is technically not another trailer, it's the Japanese version. Right. You'll find that many of the truths you cling to... (laughs) ...are lies from J.J. Abrams. Lies from Mystery Box Abrams. So, uh, instead of, uh, for those listening, this is not so much a breakdown and reaction to the trailer. We've been there, done that, we've had our emotions uh, uh, swept away in the tidal wave of Force Awakens marketing. This is kind of just a reaction to the trailer itself. We'll certainly get into some breakdown on some of the stuff we thought, but I don't want to classify this to anyone listening. Uh, I don't want to lie. This is not a beat-by-beat breakdown. This is Force Center looks at this this trailer and, and everything around it and why we got it. And Joseph, I want to start with you telling me your thoughts on on having to click the play button. Now, no one had a lightsaber to our head like Ren to, to Ray, but we kind of <laughs> felt we had to, but we didn't know what we were getting into. Yeah, this has been part of my journey in this last year, meeting you, going on Jedi Alliance and, and co-hosting Jedi Alliance now and now doing Force Center with you where we we are very much on the same page of we don't want much information at all, but now I kind of feel a responsibility that I have to click it. Right. So as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, I have to click it for myself. But then I watched it, and I was shocked at the amount of new footage and the amount of new information that's going to fuel the fire of speculation. Oh, yeah. And then I had this other level choice of, well, I'm going to tweet about this. Uh, And then I, I, on purpose, went and got, like, uh, a shot of BB-8 that everybody else had already seen and included that on tweets so it didn't include shots from the trailer right? in case other people didn't want it. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised by the number of news outlets, I guess not surprised, accepting of the world we live in, that <laughs> uh, even if I had decided not to click on it, I would have seen one of the biggest shots, which is Kylo Ren's uh, tri-saber to Rey's <laughs> neck. Yeah, which was everywhere. I mean, that... that... Which was... Yeah, everywhere. No choice. My, yeah. my my friend Jeremy Johns over there in his YouTube movie review channel. He he said, um, "Gee, all I see on my YouTube uh, feed is pictures of Kylo Ren holding a lightsaber to Ray. Good job, and uh, with the consistency, internet. Um, just <laughs> everyone putting that out there. Um, yeah. look, th- this trailer had some great shots, but I like you. I I I will admit, I pressed the play button." By my own will, uh, my own free will do and doing, um, but I wish the moment I started, I wanted to press pause. I didn't, but I was ju- I had just woken up, and there's so much new stuff. I thought, when I heard international trailer, I thought, oh, they're going to have a, re- a reverse angle on the Poe and Finn scene. <laughs> yeah. I did not no. know it would be an entirely, I mean, it's 60% new stuff. Yeah, important new stuff. Like, I mean, there's like just the shot of Leia and like, oh, it's cool to see Leia in a different context, but like really some stuff that fuels the fire of speculation. And I want to start uh, really diving in with that, Joseph. I kind of uh, agree with your theory we were discussing off air that 
maybe, and much like Chris Taylor started his article with on, on Mashable, um, we've been trolled by J.J. a little bit. Um, maybe this this trailer or this cut, which I, I contend is an awkwardly cut trailer, though it has some beautiful moments, that maybe J.J.'s reacting to the fervor of speculation on the Internet, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like in particular the fact that we saw very similar scenes of Ray and Kylo Ren with slightly additional dialogue, which seemed to confirm some sus- suspicions about parentage. <laughs> um, and that was actually the very first tweet I saw when I rolled out of bed was a, a fan tweeting to me of like, looks like our, uh, our, our suspicions have been confirmed. <laughs> All because and, of the word destiny? Uh, I think for Kylo, it is that line of, yeah, our destiny. Right. Uh, which, to me, I take that as, oh, sure, he could be Darth Vader's uh, grandson via mm-hmm. Luke or Leia, or he could just mean as a Sith or as a practitioner of the dark side. Right, absolutely. Or, or well, like you and I have discussed, just say simply a fanboy of the dark side. Right, you know? right. Um, we, there's some people so associ- close to the people they, they follow and love, uh, you know, say, well, whether it be Schmo's No World, for example, the Shmo, people of Schmoville. There's some, it, it's a we. Not a you and right. I. Right, so, and that's like a normal sports thing, too. Like, right. when your football team wins, you say, we won. That doesn't mean, like, I am the grandson of the quarterback, <laughs> lost in time. Uh, so, yeah, I, but I feel like that, is, that in particular is a little twisty, J.J. Abrams thing of, like, mm-hmm. almost the identical scene, almost the identical information, but literally one word yeah. that changes it to the point where people who strongly believe that Kylo Ren is a Skywalker or of the Skywalker lineage that they can take that one word as confirmation right. and, and keep everybody talking. Right. And, and this trailer was very much Ray-focused, um, which is very cool. Uh, I think it's great yeah. if, if Ray and, and Daisy Ridley's getting a chance to, to lead this movie in, in, in a certain sense. Obviously, Finn and, and Kylo and Poe are key. But this, this trailer was very much her, very much her and BB-8. Um, and so that leads to more people going, ah, aha, she must be a solo Skywalker solo. She, she must be this. And again, I, I think this was a choice. You know, folks, you can edit the, you can edit these trailers in a day. It's not like this was done before. You certainly can lock stuff in. But uh, to me, again, uh, with Ray, it, it, it's just kind of J.J. moving the pieces board. And again, he's not the only one. He doesn't just release these on his own. Um, there's obviously a machine behind this. But uh, they J.J.'s proven to, in the past, and with Force Awakens, that he has he's paying attention to what's out there on the Internet. He knows yes. what we're saying. I'm not saying he's listening to Force Center. I'd be honored if he were. But... Um, <laughs> Talk, talk to me about that, Joseph, what you felt about, about the Ray angle in this and, and maybe if that being a reaction. I feel like that is the actual biggest piece of sort of uh, information or uh, speculation bait uh, when she is chatting with BB-8, mm-hmm. uh, which I'll get back to because I love BB-8 in this trailer, that she says that she is waiting for her family. Right. That's like... That's one of those things of like those great moments where I step back where like I almost screamed at my computer of like, what? You can't say that. That means this. That means that. That means this. And then I imagine just like, as you and I have talked about, a normal human being who's like, I like lightsabers and the space battles. And like, it's nothing to them. But to me, it was like, what? You can't (laughs) say that. You can't just drop that, that 
how dare you, sir? Yeah, dare yeah. You, sir. It's just so much. Like, yeah, it's just like, no, that's the like the money shot. Like, and obviously yeah. it's not. It's just we're spending so much time speculating, and particularly about the lineage of these right. new heroes. Right. Uh, but for me, it, it, I, I want Ray to be Luke's child. Mm-hmm. I want Ray to be Luke Skywalker's somehow lost kid. Right. And I want people to be specifically looking for her because they know that she is very powerful, most likely in the light side of the force. And they're looking for Luke. They're looking for hope in the dark galaxy. So the, the waiting for my family, uh, to me seems like, yes, she, she's gotta be a Skywalker or solo. Mm -hmm. Um, and if nothing else, if she's not, it's still a really interesting sort of connection to a lot of the themes of star Wars that it, it seems like a little bit of a subversion of a lot of, uh, various Star Wars themes where people kind of can't wait to get away from their family. Like Luke <laughs> wants to leave Tatooine. Yeah. And if this ray of like, I'm sitting on a crappy desert planet waiting for my family right. to come find me. Yeah, I uh, that you know, just just to talk about the character of Ray herself and what we know so far, I'm very intrigued. Yeah, it is it is a uh it is a Star Wars trope and a in a hero and myth journey trope to have the the the, the hero or the heroine if if you will um um just on 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 a in Modesto or on Tatooine <laughs> yeah. or anything like that and and so I kind of love I I'm intrigued already of how did she end up on this wayward outer rim planet of Jakku and, and which was the place of a big battle which we're going to find out in the downloadable content of Battlefront released December 1st <laughs> on PS4 and Xbox um I I'm already intrigued by this character so much that if in the end JJ's doing a big fade fade left and she's not related to anybody I still think this is a great character I agree with you Joseph we we have a great lead here yeah yeah and she's just in this trailer we even got to see more of her and i feel like she is just very likable yeah and daisy ridley herself talk about being launched into the stratosphere of stardom plucked from obscurity um she's winning winning it in these interviews she's got a a a great british charm to her and uh i just so far so good and on what she's done we got a whole movie to see if she can deliver and that's a lot of pressure on her but i think they've done a great job with this casting yeah, yeah. Um, it, and just to go back to a second, the, you were talking about like sort of the the being intrigued by filling in the mystery right. of what is, you know, if she is a Skywalker or Solo, how did she end up on Jakku and all that? And I, I have been thinking a lot about like, how are they going to fill in those gaps and keep the story moving forward? Mm-hmm. But lately I'm starting to think I, they might not fill in those gaps much at all. Mm-hmm. Because that means more expanded universe content that we're <laughs> hungry for. Uh, it's the, we've got the journey to the Force Awakens. Now we're going to get the journey from the Force Awakens. <laughs> yes, exactly. The backward, yeah. your reverse shot that you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. It, like um, in, a, in an imaginary world where she is Luke's kid, I can see them saying, you know, Luke having an awkward conversation with like a Poe Dameron or Finn saying, you know, her, there were troubles with her mother. I don't want to talk about it. And then everybody just goes, ooh, what was it? And then we get to see that in some other media. <laughs> In Marvel's new book, Skywalker versus Skywalker, a divorce tale. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No problems. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's talk BB-8. BB-8, uh, wow, a lot of stuff in this trailer of BB-8, yeah. including dialogue. Yeah, that uh, that uh, Ray totally understands. <laughs> right, right. I think she yeah, has a babble I... fish in her ear from Hitchhikers. <laughs> yeah, because I watched that twice, and I was so – more than twice. But, you know, I was yeah. so blown away by the For My Family that it took me a second viewing to be like, 
oh, she's answering his casual first date chat. <laughs> so where are you from? What you doing here? Oh, what you waiting for? How, My you family. <laughs> How'd you get to Jakku? Yeah. Eh, it's going to be an expanded fiction. Maybe, um, maybe BB-8 is our exposition droid. <laughs> He's the Rick Ole of the Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's Coruscant. We're going to land here. <laughs> oh, planet's a city. Um, yeah, I, I just, it, it was strange how much BB-8 um, right. there was. But I liked hearing his voice. Again, like Ben Burt, uh, the sort of right. absolute hero of the Star Wars universe in many ways. Yep. The, it sounds like an absolutely perfect noise for BB-8. We've heard a little bit of it before. But mm-hmm. I, I'm really impressed by how sort of squeaky, high-pitched, gibberishy it sounds without being annoying. Excellent point. That's what I was going to say because, you know, when we hear some of these voices, Kylo Ren's voice I'm okay with. It's not my favorite, but I've grown to like it. I now accept it. I, I, I we haven't. I haven't heard Phasma yet. I don't know if you have. And so no, no. Yeah, and it's big. And putting ourselves into the Star Wars nerd bubble, there's more serious problems in the world. But we're going to talk droid voices now. Um, I, I absolutely agree with you because um, now you say he. I'm, I still look at BB-8 and think girl. I think that's now more of a rumor than it is confirmed by some stuff Kathleen Kennedy had said. I am only saying. He because I am being a jerk. Uh, <laughs> well, well, and, and falling into the the default that that any anything that is not gendered is automatically a he, which is right. why I think it is great that BB-8 is being specifically gendered as a girl, and I and I hope that that uh, yeah. is gets into the forefront. Yeah, because... I, I, I sorry, sorry to cut you off. I I'd heard that as I accepted as fact, and then even referring to our friend Chris Taylor's article, he had linked to it being kind of a rumor that she is a, a or BB-8 is gendered as as female. Um, but yeah. But this, to me, why I bring it up is uh, is the voice. It sounded if you our, our frame of reference is R two, of course, and there seems to be a little bit of a difference where I could uh, BB eight. The, there's a lilt to that voice, and you're absolutely right. Um, it was not annoying. It was actually very. Uh, it, it made sense to me. And it was friendly and chatty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's good. And and the, and then this trailer, if, if Ray is the star of this trailer, it is almost as if this trailer was told from the point of view of BB-8. Yeah, yeah. And you were talking about how it was cut awkward, and I agree. But I wonder how much it is cut for a Japanese audience's uh, perception and sense right. of style and taste. Um, right. And I don't know if putting BB-8 uh, so forward is a little bit of... You know, he seems like an aesthetic that Japanese pop culture would really like. He seems like something from anime. He seems like he right. could be a friend of Hello Kitty just from design. <laughs> I, I'm convinced that Japanese uh, households already have BB-8 serving them food and drink. Uh, <laughs> they're they're so far more uh, uh, advanced in robotics than our households. I'll tell you that. Yes. But um, yeah, you're abs- you're absolutely right. And when I say it's cut awkward, I'm focusing specifically on some of the dialogue. Maybe because uh, if we hadn't seen the the first version, we wouldn't know that Han's speech is cut up or that uh, 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 Kylo Ren's got some words added in. So maybe that's why it came off as awkward to me. Um, but And that the story of the trailer seemed a little bit less fluid than the one set up in the first trailer. I agree. I agree. It almost seems more like a marketing trailer of, we think that you will really like these things uh, purchase-wise, so we'll make sure that you see those things. Right, right. And BBA definitely... I still think BB-8 right now is the early star of the movie. Uh, Absolutely, she is. 
Absolutely. Um, let's talk. I want to talk some shots. And again, I, I don't want to do a frame by frame breakdown, no. but just kind of the overview. There were some beautiful shots in this trailer. And then there was uh, one um, that I, I a couple shots, I will say that I, I, I'm totally getting into the nerd bubble where I was like, huh, and uh, scared me a little bit. But I, um, for you, Joseph, what, what were some of the shots that stood out as gorgeous and beautiful and well, I think that's a I, leading question. Yeah, no, I think I think I know where you're going. Um, and I the the shot of the Tie Fighters and against the sun, the, obviously the Apocalypse had, Now shot, beautiful. The Apocalypse Now shot, and uh, I've seen Apocalypse Now, but it's years ago, and I didn't. It didn't for me immediately register the way it did for the vast majority of the world, right? And certainly, you know, hardcore film fans. Um, I'm a hardcore film fan, but I'm obsessive, so I watch the same movies that I like <laughs> again and again. <laughs> Like a weirdo. Me too. Um, you know, and I, it, I felt like it was a beautiful shot by itself. Yeah. But I could see how if you immediately just think Apocalypse Now, that it would really take you out of the moment of Star Wars and be a little bit worrisome that the film is going to be too covered in cute nods to things. Could be. I mean, I certainly didn't have the reaction to that shot. Um I, I've seen Apocalypse Now twice in my life, I believe, and I'm like you. I watch if this if there was an ode to Spice World in this trailer, I would have picked it up before <laughs> the Apocalypse Now. But um, for me, I was okay with it being a, a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, but it was a very lived-in shot for me. Um, we've seen like on Clone Wars and Rebels, particularly Rebels takes place a lot on a planet, Lothal, and so you'll have things where Tie Fighters are flying down on the on the ground, and there's mm-hmm. battles happening, and they're animated shots. And I've I've had this thought where I'm like, well, that's stuff we've never really seen in the movies, um, whether it be the limitations of making a movie in the late '70s and early '80s with models, um, or the, the prequels. But this shot, I was like, that's a lived-in world to me. That's what it would look like if TIE fighters were flying at you on a planet surface. So right. I like the shot in that regard. Yeah, yeah. And I love seeing the shot of the uh, moisture evaporators in the sunset. You know, I was happy that it was Great. just one set, one sun. It appears to be just one sun on yeah. Jakku, although we've seen other things that uh, talk about Star Wars bubble. I-, I have seen online fights about whether Jakku has one, two, or three suns. <laughs> well, it definitely looks as though it has Jawas, right? Uh, yeah, those were. Jo- yeah. I mean, I did not. I I I only have pressed pause to look at a frame in this trailer once, and it was not the shot of the Chiku sunset. Um, but I, it sounded like Jawas even to me, which is uh, again a, a nod and a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But I liked that; it makes sense to me. I also like that. I I like that Jakku is similar to Tatooine mm-hmm. uh, because. You know, you and I have talked a lot about just the need to expand this galaxy. If it's going to be this expanded, it's going to have to start having more real world sort of uh, rules or ideas put into place. Right. And I like it if there are desert planets. This is how they function. You you need moisture evaporators because there's not enough moisture. Right. Uh, or if Jawas are the kind of creatures that function well just sort of in their biology on a desert planet great they should be on jakku too and they're scavengers and this is a planet where things get scavenged so yeah i really like that um i'm super happy at least so far from what we've seen of not beginning again on tatooine uh because i think it makes the galaxy too small 
that Absolutely. I like. That Jakku is similar. Absolutely. And going back to the first teaser and the shot of Finn popping up, um, what we all assumed it then was Tatooine. When I first heard at Star Wars Celebration that it was Jakku, and that was during uh, the release of Battlefront or the, or the Battlefront panel, I, I had a little bit of a, oh, come on, just make put it on Tatooine. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. The, the, we've I've, I've come to uh, agree that Jakku... Um, whether it's a similar, sim- maybe it's a planet over from Tatooine, we, we don't know yet. Yeah. Um, I'd like that there's more, there's more worlds in the movies and not in some comic book page where I'm like, well, this just seems like a weird thing that I don't know Lucas would ever put in Star Wars. You know, this is a planet yeah. full of fighting ra- rabbits. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited for that. And I've, I've, I, now I have zero I- issue with this planet being named Jakku and not Tatooine, and I'm fine with it being a, having some sand dunes as well. I got to think there's one more planet in the galaxy that looks like a beach. I think we're all right. <laughs> yeah, right. and unless we're going back to the moon of Endor, there's some more forests, you know. There's some more forests. Um, there's another ice planet, unless that's Hoth too, so. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, that one hasn't been named either, but it certainly doesn't, but it looks different. It doesn't look like Hoth to me. It looks no, like, it looks, yeah, it looks rockier. Yeah. Which could easily have been the other side of Hoth. Here we are in the nerd bubble. Um, but let me tell you about the surfaces of Hoth. Um, you know, if there's a Wampa, we might have problems. Um, so there, yeah, there was so the, there's some beautiful shots, and I'll get into the ones. And again, I'm being nitpicky. I gotta say, and I had this conversation with Josh Tapia, Mr. Hashtag Go Sit himself over at the Schmoes and Screen Junkies. Um, we watched uh, that trailer came out that morning. We drove into work together. The one shot. I had the biggest issue with Nerd Bubble. Here we come. All right. Is the go. Kylo Ren putting the lightsaber to Daisy Ridley? It yep. looked out of place from everything else we've seen. Her eyes um, almost go comically, um, uh, you know, like bulge, like wing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the saber looked. I mean, again, maybe the f- effects aren't completely finished. They still got time to work on it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But that was the one I had the biggest problem with. Okay, so just from a technical angle, not even the narrative. Giveaway. Not even the narrative. It looked different. The blade up until then. I'm. I mean, I'm all in on Kylo Ren. I, I now have three or four separate Kylo Ren figures and coffee mugs and T-shirts. I'm all in on Kylo Ren. And that was even yeah. before I heard the voice that I, I think's a B plus voice. Um, I'm all in on it. Um, this was just, and it's not even Kylo Ren. It's or the lightsaber itself. There was just something different about that moment. And again, we're in the nerd bubble, folks. This is a, a, a tiny second in a two and a half, uh, you know, hour movie, maybe. Um, but JTE and I had the same reaction, where it was different than anything else we've seen, and it almost looked out of place. Yeah, like yeah, even the angle of the shot, I guess, was a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the things that I've liked about this trailer, having to have seen it. Mm-hmm. Not wanting to, uh, <laughs> is the jaggedness of Kylo Ren's lightsaber seems sort of confirmed because we're seeing it in so many different shots. We have a totally different shot of it igniting. Yes, uh, at least in this cut of the trailer, it doesn't even quite make the proper sound uh, lightsaber sound. Yeah. Certainly not. You know, in the prequels, they really amped up how nasty a Sith blade sounds. Yeah, um, and it doesn't even have that sound. It sounds a little bit weaker. And just narratively, if he is a fanboy who wants to be like a real Sith mm-hmm. uh, and doesn't have the right tools to make a real lightsaber, and has basically you know a janky MacGyver lightsaber, <laughs> you know, I really really like that. So I like I that element of it. Um, that I'm okay with. I will say, and you're right. They very clearly. There's a lot of shots of the blade in this one, and you're you've read it completely right. I think it's not a perfected blade. That I don't have a problem with. 
yeah. like that. Uh, but I wonder if that contributes to kind of how awkward that shot looks because, you Could know, be. those sort of perspective shots of lightsabers are always, you know, weird. Uh, or at least have the potential to be weird, depending on kind of how they angle it. Yeah, uh, and it could very well be. I'm, look, man, I'm in the way back of the comic book shop right now with this discussion. I get it, um, <laughs> but I uh, it might have been. It was the glow. All the other things, you know, when a lightsaber is put to Luke's face in Empire, you, you almost see the pointed edge, you know. And again, technology has changed. I get it, folks. Um, yeah, but yeah, there was just something. It just was a weird moment. It was like I was watching Roger Rabbit for a second, and Daisy Ridley's eyes went gagooga. Like it just, it just took me out of it for a second. And I've watched it about ten times. Um, I'll probably yeah. watch it eleven right after this. Um, so there was that, and how do I explain this without uh, losing some fans? There were some of the shots that we've seen over and over again. That of the First Order stormtroopers, the Captain Phasma, the burning, which is another yeah. Order of the Apocalypse now that. Seemed almost too crisp and clean. Oh, God, I sound so bad, Joseph. Help me through this. It's okay. It's they, okay. They almost seemed too crisp and clear that it's. it was. It just seemed like a set. I, oh, gosh. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, oh, it seemed like a set. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And again, I know there's not a real planet called Jakku. They were burning. I get it. <laughs> I just. I, I had this brief uh oh moment um, that they've made a fan film. Um. And I, need, I see what you're saying. Maybe it looks like it, troops. Yes, yes, yes. And maybe I need you to hold my hand and talk me down, Joe. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life. Like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, that maybe what has happened is in your attempt to block out the narrative reveals, you're focusing on the quality. <laughs> Of the shots. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. And I'm so busy thinking about the narrative. I'm not looking at the quality of the shots. And you're pointing out things to me that I'm sure I'll see when I look for them now. But I feel like, yeah, it's a trailer in maybe a rush trailer. Maybe a trailer that is designed totally to market it to the specific market of Japan. Yeah. Maybe a trailer that has the double edge of, like, let's mess with fans a little bit and point them in different directions. I think it's you know I don't think that we can judge the final quality of the film. Okay, I you're, you're an excellent therapist. You've 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 got me through that moment. I'm going to rewatch it again. <laughs> I mean, it's what's what's funny is it's it's the same stuff that in the first two teasers, the shots of the stormtroopers and Phasma that I flipped over and loved. Yeah. So I think I I think you're right. I think it was a psychological reaction to what am I watching? No, no, don't show me more, <laughs> JJ. Don't. Oh, that looks like troops. Um, <laughs> Um, it might have been that. I, I'm so off base. I'm glad you talked to me. But you, you keep talking about the narrative, so let's get into that discussion. Uh, I'm talking about the technical problems I might have had with the trailer. Narrative stuff. Where are you worried or where are you happy? I didn't want that shot of Ray and Kylo Ren because, like we've talked about, those are those touchstone points where you're watching the movie, you're enjoying it, and then your mind goes, but I know... He's yes. got to hold the lightsaber to her throat, and then your mind starts extrapolating instead of watching, yes. and you go like, oh, well, they're, they're flying to that woods planet for sure now, because that's got to be the next beat. Right. Um, and I, and I, I don't like that. I don't want to be able to connect the dots, and I feel like we have more than enough dots, and that was a huge new dot. That was a giant dot on the map of, of, the, of the story map. It, it was like when we had the 15-second Instagram shot of Boyega with the lightsaber. Yep, um, that was another dot, and I've come to accept this one, and now right. you know, I'm hoping they're in the same place, but it doesn't look dark. It doesn't look snowy. It looks like there are trees, but it's light and during the day, and yeah. – and we've seen her with uh, I mean I don't almost don't want to connect the dots even for myself or those listening, but we've seen her in that section of the forest a couple times now in different trailers and different different uh even the instagram release so now there's a there's a whole moment, and you're right now I am a little worried too, where I'll be watching it going, oh, it's that scene, yeah, and, and I just yeah, I really wanted I want them to stay to the the first act like they've been saying and i feel like these the last official trailer and certainly this one we're getting snippets from stuff that's second third act stuff yeah possibly 
possibly. And I, yeah, I almost feel like it's a negotiation of sort of like <laughs> – it's not a negotiation. I sound insane. Uh, <laughs> no, you're in the bubble. A compromise between the need to market the film to people who are not diehard fans mm-hmm. uh, and the need to super excite the diehard fans so we will buy tickets to three different showings in the opening weekend like I have. I have too. Um, <laughs> But I feel like the, the I feel like the sort of unspoken agreement, uh, which is ridiculous because J.J. Abrams and Lucasfilm have more power than me skyping in my blue silky pants in my home, so it's not a negotiation. But I'm going to call it that. Yeah. The trade off. Yeah. The trade off was you show us just the first act, and we'll we will go okay. Tell us basically the entire first act, which I think we mostly know. Yeah. Like we can put together. The entire first act. Through the so man- the trade-off yeah. was like, okay, we'll we'll go with that. We'll embrace that. Please don't show us much from the second and third act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By now, with the Vanity Fair pictures and all the teasers, I I know how Ray finds BB-8 and who BB-8 belongs to and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I think so. Again, uh, the, the the Ren and Ray shot. Um, I could have assumed that they were going to meet, um, but now I know, and and that definitely affected me a little bit um there were some other you know i'll tell you the one other shot um i'm a little uh i think it's a, i think it's a jump cut so i don't think it's a i don't think it's something we're actually going to see in the movie but oh right yeah the, the chewy stuff is i love that shot like that that's a great shot of chewy it's a very lived in chewy awesome yeah. so happy for peter mayhew to at least put on the mask whether he's standing or not in some of the shots um and but that push and cut on his hand pressing the detonator i don't yeah. know I didn't react well to that. Uh, did was it the quality of like, the film as well, or was like, it just sort of like I don't need to see Wookiee fingers? Uh, it was it was the Wookiee fingers. You know what? I don't think we've ever seen Wookiee fingers. <laughs> I don't think we have either. The internet seemed to celebrate Wookiee fingers. <laughs> um, it didn't quite hashtag. It should have trended. It should have trended. Wookiee fingers. If you're listening now on Force Center, hashtag Force Center Pod, hashtag Wookiee fingers. Wookiee fingers. Yeah, it was a, it was a weird shot because it went from me going awesome Chewy to what? Is that a glove? Um, so there was some weird stuff there. Um, yeah, poor, poor JJ, poor JJ. He is. Oh my God, I'm just I'm just being overwhelmed by the pressure that man's probably feeling uh, right now because of people like you and I. Yeah. Well, here's my take on on Wookie fingers. Is in a little bit with your your quality, yeah. your concerns about quality. Is so far we have seen the uh, dramatic shots, the shots that connect us to destiny, the shots that remind us of Luke staring out at that sunset. Right. Um, and we're going to get in the movie the super close-ups of things like Wookie fingers that remind us. Uh, this is a movie about space wizards with laser swords. <laughs> and it's just, it's a zoom in on that truth of like, oh yeah, these, this whole world is weird. And the, yeah. the trailers have been focused on the epic and yes. the destiny and the things that make uh, Star Wars really resonate with us deeply. But yeah. then that's what's great about Star Wars is there are those levels. It, it resonates with us deeply. But then... Also, you know, we make fun of Rick O'Lee and we, uh, you know, there's a cantina full of just like weirdos. And, you know, we just accepted that there's a character named Yak Face because his face looks like a yak. Right. Uh, And all of that weirdness. And I feel like I feel like as fans, we do have to prepare ourselves for if it is truly a Star Wars movie. It's not always going to feel epic and serious and adult. It's going to be just bonkers. 
Right, and that's and this is why I call you the great Star Wars pontificator. You you were <laughs> able to uh, cut to some of those cores and, and talk me off ledges. Um, you're absolutely right. I mean, some of the shots in the Vanity Fair stuff of Maz Kanata's uh, lair. Um, they're pretty wild and wacky, and it's like a new cantina Jabba's Palace kind of set, and you're right. Yeah. There's, there's some stuff in there I, I was laughing at, but in a good way. Um, now look at that figure we're going to get. Um, so you, you're, you're absolutely right, the, and, and that was the biggest the difference between these two trailers is the first one, the, the what we're calling the official and last trailer, uh, was epic. The one without dialogue um, – one without dialogue was almost like a, an orchestra playing a song, and it was this epic, and the force is calling to you. And you're right, yeah. this one, not so much. It was maybe like a karaoke concert there, someone singing. <laughs> um, and it's and they're 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 going to have to coincide and live together. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that last line in this trailer, I don't know if you wanted to talk about I, that. That's exactly where I wanted to go to next. Yes. Yeah, uh, we assume that's still Maz Kanata. Mm talking uh and as the the hope is not lost today it is found yeah and that was also like for me narratively like uh i i had it, it was just sort of putting the cherry on the ice cream i had already imagined and now there was actually the cherry being put on it yes uh, of ray's character being the the figure of of destiny and hope Destiny and hope, and that, and that maybe you know, if it, if it's Maz Kanata, I, I've heard some some of the stuff in the first trailer that part of it was Leia, or some of it was Leia, which yeah, still to me I, didn't sound like Carrie Fisher. No, I don't think it is. I I ran that one down because uh, that's what we had said on Jedi Alliance because we had read a report from Disney. Yeah, uh, and I took a much closer look at the Disney blog, and the the thing with that is that it's just written really poorly. Gotcha. So it, it creates confusion because it, it starts at the beginning of the article saying, Maz Kanata says X. Yeah. And then it keeps just referring to her as she instead of using her proper name. So there's a sentence that, like, mm-hmm. we see a close-up of Leia. She says. And the she is still referring to Maz Kanata, but in the sense. context of the writing, it sounds like What Leia. a good Star Wars reporter you are, Joseph Scratcher. <laughs> that up. All right, so let's run with that then. So it's Maz Kanata. Yeah, I had that different dialogue there, whereas like the different cut of Han's dialogue made no difference to the narrative. And instead of talking about the dark side and Jedis, it's all true. He just says the Force. It's all true. Um, and that's still a good Han Solo moment going back to New Hope where he was to where he is now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a little bit of, again, creating – I'll go back to the Phantom Menace trailer. I now have a story in my mind for Force Awakens that could be completely wrong, which could benefit mm-hmm. uh, Team JJ or could hurt Team JJ. Um, yeah. But that line, the hope is not lost, the shot they used, uh, which was the Daisy Ridley over the mysterious body – it's make me, making me think some bad things are going to happen, but don't worry. And, and it, again, we could have assumed this was a Star Wars story. This was going to happen. But it, it starts going specifics in my brain, and that's where I, at the end of the day I was like, oh, I could have lived without this trailer. Yeah. It's, yeah. Now I think I know. Yeah. I think also the uh, – it, it, it forms a weird relationship with the uh, American last trailer mm-hmm. uh, uh, in that you know we talked about it. It's really – that one is really designed to remind you that our characters will be in crisis. You know, we right. see worry, we see conflict, we see crying. The music is darker and heavier. And even though this Japanese uh, one is cut weird, mm-hmm. it uses much more of the hopeful binary sunset theme. Right. So the music's lighter, and it literally ends on a note of hope. 
Right. Uh, so it feels also like a weird sort of companion piece of like, I like that, you know, the last trailer we saw was, uh, it's not just all going to be sort of like, it reminds you of your childhood, we're home, it's going to be conflict and right. anger. And this one sort of, it, you know, it, it hinted at the conflict and anger, but it put a little much more using that theme, having more Ray, ending with basically a character telling Ray that she is hope. Mm-hmm. Um, is much, much more hopeful, optimistic trailer. Right. I agree with that. Again, the Star Wars pontificator, Joseph <laughs> Scrimshaw, really cuts to the core. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to see it again for the first time. Um, watch it again. Maybe not worry how uh, the Stormtroopers look like they're cosplaying um, and how it looks like a Roger Rabbit scene. I'm, I'm going to watch it again from the narrative point of view. I think you're right. I think I went into shock and um, – and, and, and was watching it. Uh, watch it. It was like I was watching a car crash. I couldn't turn away because yeah. it's a beautiful, fun car wa- car crash to watch. Um, but it scared me. It scared JJ. You scared me. I understand. I I'm understand. Not, now I'm worried. The more things are going to pop up. I'm going to be having my morning coffee. And uh, here, here's a scene of Kylo Ren having breakfast with uh, Palpatine. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is we got five weeks. They revealed yeah. those character posters, which I thought was great. Yes, because uh, they they uh, they were exciting, and there are tiny, tiny things for us to nitpick if if we want to go fully into the Star Wars bubble, mm-hmm. but nothing major. Yeah, and five weeks is making me nervous. Yeah, that we're gonna see more things like this. Yeah, uh, yeah, the trailer posters. Um... Which are great, or the trailer? Yeah, the, the excuse me, the character posters uh, are great. Um, I actually really do like the Leia one. It it, it looks great, yeah. in sense. Um, and that's one of the characters we had always wondered in the filming. Like, how's is Carrie Fisher gonna? How's she gonna look now? And and how's old Han and old Chewie? And I, I think um, all those concerns are are way 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 in the rearview mirror here now. Um, but yeah, yeah, those desk, those just kind of popped up. This just kind of popped up. It's like I'm looking at the calendar and thinking, what other conventions are are there going to be that I'm going to have to turn off my social media that weekend? <laughs> yeah, this just kind of wasn't – I don't feel like this was on people's radar. Yeah. Uh, and it does feel tricksy that like, well, there's not going to be another trailer. Uh, oh, but there's I, just going to be – it's a recut trailer. You know, and I – you know, this is why I do – I I actually am a fan of JJ. I think he's very savvy. He's very smart. Some of the stuff he's done to to address spoilers and leaks throughout this process on Instagram with a shot of uh, you know the 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 the, the board game uh, Millennium Falcon board game. Oh yeah, the generic. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think he's having a little John Harrison con fun, um, <laughs> and and it's good. I I have. Still have faith, and as we've broken this down, and we didn't. I actually, Poe po Dameron, certainly in this trailer, still a mystery char- character to me. Yeah, yeah, they've really, uh, yeah, he was introduced as you know, he's the third of this new team of heroes. He seems like the sort of the Han Solo, like he's got nothing going on, he's just a cool, uh, roguish fighter. And now there's like, what he's clearly got something, yeah. some kind of relationship with Ren, some kind of uh, relationship with Finn. Yeah, and just kind of moved into the background, marketing wise. And, and other than the shots of him in the the X wing, there's clearly a shot of him in the command center, so to speak, with Leia and three PO. Yeah. We see a th- shot of three PO with that red arm. Um, um, yeah. Now, yeah, you're right. It was it was initially it was like the big three plus Kylo Ren. It was it was Oscar Isaac, John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, uh, plus Adam Driver is going to be the villain. 
and and Poe and has moved to the background. And I wonder now I'm start. I didn't even after the last trailer and so much speculation into that moment of uh, Poe and Finn and the look they exchanged and was it good? Was it bad? Yeah. I was uh, to me. It was like, yeah, it's no question. It's good. But now uh, there seems to be some mystery built into this character, because especially when we 100 percent know that now BB-8 was his droid. Mm-hmm. And how it ends up, how BB-8 ends up on Jakku meeting Ray and all this kind of stuff. Now and again, here I go putting the story together. But I, I left this trailer, this international trailer, with a lot of more, a lot more mystery around Poe Dameron. Yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe I got some ideas about just sort of logistically how does BB-8 get down to Jakku and. You know, what, what is Finn reacting to when he is deciding that the, this life isn't for him? Right. Uh, but, yeah, but the actual character of Poe, nice and mysterious. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, which I say that in a good way. You're right. Nice and mysterious is a good way to phrase it. Uh, I'm glad. Now, now I have at least one thing going into this movie that I don't have answered. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird that, they've, that all of this speculation has managed to sort of uh, move us into wanting to see this film to have uh, questions answered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm thinking about more as, as you and I are talking about it. And, uh, you know, I might start to try to, to put those questions out of my mind and try to live in the moment because, yeah. you know, the movie shouldn't be in a bunch of answers to questions. Right. It should be a story. It should unfold. Yeah. And I think it will. And, and, and to be clear to those listening, uh, we, we appreciate you diving in. This is the Age of Star Wars discussion media. And Joseph and I have rolled up our sleeves and jumped into the bog uh, to have fun <laughs> with it because this is what our whole entire lives have led to uh, this moment <laughs> is having shows to talk about new Star Wars movies. Um, but, uh, yeah, to be clear, folks, uh, if I'm sounding uh, down on some of this, it was probably shock. It still is some of the stuff. Uh, I'm still looking at it with a, with one cocked eyebrow. But, um I still am so excited. I, I finally have obtained and procured midnight tickets. Um, they came late. Um, I've got them, and I'm going to be there, and JJ still has my heart. Nice. Midnight tickets, uh, like, so Wednesday midnight into Thursday? Thursday into Friday midnight. Thursday into Friday. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And I am, and I don't know how, uh, we, as we close the show here, Joseph, maybe we can talk about social media strategy. I I'm literally intending to. I might delete Twitter and Facebook from my phone, iPad, and computer from <laughs> Wednesday or maybe even Tuesday of that week through uh, Sunday. Yeah, well, stay off Ello and Google Plus while you're at it, just in yeah. case. <laughs> I uh, I'm just going to go back to how I was in 1999, where I had to wait to Premiere Magazine came out with a review two weeks <laughs> later. Um, I don't, well, here's the thing that, that you might know that I don't know. I don't know where press screenings stand right now. Are they happening? How many? I can tell you what I, I have heard and there's nothing confirmed on my end, but I have heard from the offices over at Defy Media and Screen Junkies that there are not going to be press screenings. And I think that is the right move for Disney Lucasfilm. Yep. The thought being... Well, number one, we don't need the press. Right. Two, we don't want negative reviews should they be. And so, oh, hey, don't worry, guys. This is prequels all over. And and three, maybe number one, most important, spoilers. They just don't want them. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want the writ. That's way too many people to control. Yeah. 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 So if the press greetings aren't happening, I'm thinking that I'm feeling okay with social media because that would be the thing that I'm concerned about if people were seeing the uh, press screenings on Wednesday that things started to trickle out. Even like headlines of reviews uh, could spoil things for me. Yeah. But I have seven o'clock 
uh, 7.30 tickets. And it was important to me, not necessarily that I was seen at first. I just want to be able to walk through a lobby that is not full of people who have seen it because I know those people can't control themselves. Okay, and yeah. And will speak yeah. loudly. You're so right, Joseph, because I, 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 uh, I was so busy working on it, I couldn't obtain tickets the Monday the trailer hit and the tickets went on sale. But I got yeah. some on Saturday. That's going to be for I, I have five t- me plus five. Uh, I'm taking bids on my friends who want to see it again. Um, <laughs> and then I, uh, through uh, my wonderful friend uh, and his fiance Matt Key and Brittany Wallach, I now have Friday night tickets. And that was going to be my first viewing, but it was a 3D viewing. And and number one, I just get physically sick watching 3D movies. So I was a little worried. I did not want my first experience to be um, barfing um, <laughs> at, at, at the Millennium Falcon flying. Um, there has been an awakening. There has been a rumbling. So, um, I But I thought I was going to accept it. And, and Matt and Brittany are two of my favorite people. So what a, what a moment I was going to have. Well, my friend Dan Merle over Screen Chunkies is like, dude, they're still selling tickets at Arclight Hollywood. They still have them. They're smaller and they're the 2D viewings. So I did find and – w- and it was a mid – it's the midnight showing, Thursday into Friday. And I, I had the tickets purchased, and then I thought, well, I'm worried about walking through the lobby, and it's like the Simpsons episode where Homer spoils Empire for everybody in line. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't yes. want to experience that. So I started looking for earlier showings, and there were some seats and tickets, but it was it was 3D and literally first row looking up. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to projectile vomit if that's, <laughs> that's the case. So I stuck <laughs> yep. with the midnight, and I am seriously worried. I'm thinking of buying some kind of earplugs. Um, yeah. wearing a, a placard that says, no spoilers, please. I, I'm, I'm totally, totally worried about some jack off in the lobby going, Kylo Ren is Plagueis. You know, like, yeah. I'm yeah. Worried. I think if they were smart, they would sell Lobot ears <laughs> that you could buy at the door, clamp on over your ears. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, I feel like, uh, if anything that that fans could do for one another is just in those few brief hours to just you know have like a almost like a rule like smoking distance like you need to be <laughs> ten feet away from the building at a minimum before yeah. you start talking out loud about it, yeah, absolutely get into the safety of your car before yes. you yell anything um and so that is that at the end of the day, is my biggest worry is can I get through the the lobby and I'm going to buy some Joseph Scrimshaw approved sad Lobot ears. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Uh, awesome. Well, Joseph here on this uh, Saturday morning is record. Thank you uh, for uh, putting on your blue silk pajamas and joining us uh, Absolutely. for uh, our show here, man. Force Center. We're still, again, to those who are tweeting. I know some saw some tweets this week about hey, Force Center, react. Come on. We love you. Uh, been a busy week for both Joseph and I and uh, like we said, we kind kind of started Force Center uh, as a lark, as something we were going to build to, and then the trailer came out, and we kind of had to jump into the fray, maybe a little earlier than our schedules were permitting. So for those listening, we thank you for uh, uh, finding us and staying with us, and a lot more stuff to come. Uh, and I know, Joseph, you're working on your uh, your own show, too, that we're uh, going to be having on here. Yeah, yeah. I've got some, I got some good suggestions, and they uh, sort of dovetailed nicely with my ideas, so uh, it's going to be both informative and weird. <laughs> Which is the core of Star Wars, right? <laughs> yes. Epic, informative, and weird. Yeah. So uh, that is another edition of Force Center for Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow at Joseph Scrimshaw. Uh, Joseph, uh, what else do you got coming up here that our fine fans need to know about? I got some shows coming up in Los Angeles. I got my show Comedy Dreamtime is on Friday, November 20th uh, this month at 9 p.m. at the Nerdist School stage. 
Uh, Jeremy Carter from the great podcast uh, Super Ego uh, asked me to write a sketch where he gets to play Indiana Jones. So that seems like something Star Wars fans might have a tangential interest in. So you can check that out at uh, info about that is on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. That's right. And uh, you, of course, could follow me at Catnapsock. Uh, if you're in town locally this Tuesday, i got a big charity show I'm hosting for Operation Gratitude at Flappers in Burbank as we uh, pay tribute to the uh, great organization that uh, sends care packages to the troops and and uh, interviewing Tom Connolly, who walked from L.A. to Connecticut for Operation Gratitude, talking about his story. So if you're in uh, L.A., that's this Tuesday, November 10th at Flappers in Burbank. And, of course, uh, hashtag Force Center Pod. If you have any direct questions for Joseph and I, you can follow us at Force Center Pod. And as always, Spotlight Star Wars will be a little bit later in the week because I wanted to record this uh, reaction and uh, uh, pontification on the, on the international <laughs> trailer with Joseph. So Spotlight Star Wars uh, will go on uh, this week. Um, hashtag Spotlight Star Wars if you got any questions for me uh jennifer landis show is coming soon we're talking to her you know she's raising a young padawan that's uh the first and most important thing but she's definitely got a great show ready uh for you guys coming soon so uh for joseph for me for kylo ren ray and finn and of course our hero bb8 this has been force center on the force center podcast feed ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.